Today's episode of Tax Season is brought to you by Bevel, beloved. I don't know what else to tell you except that you need to get with the program right now and pick up your Bevel immediately, immediately, a.k.a immediately it's time you learn why bevel is dermatologist approved and proven to prevent and reduce razor bumps get that first month of your bevel subscription for free by going to getbevel.com slash tax season that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l.com tax season to show your support for that tax season podcast and get the first month of your bevel subscription for free and start shaving smoother today with bevel getbevel.com Say hello to the bad guy, tax season. We back again. We doing great things. I want to thank all the tax season subscribers out there, everybody that's been listening. The following has definitely been growing every week and showing progression. And life's about progression, as you all know. Life's about progression and not handing your homeboy high points in mid-battle, handing them a Smith & Wesson. That's just a lesson that I learned from an old man, an old wise man, a man that has been through many things and life experiences. So, you know, that's just a jewel I want to pass down to those who've um, never had a treasure in their life. You know what I mean? So, um. Please don't pawn the jewels that I give you. Be safe, though. Um, um, shout out to Doggy Diamonds, too. Um, I had spoke to Doggy Diamonds. You know, I was coming to him before on the podcast and um, on Twitter and shit like that, calling him a cop. But I had just recently found out what I was accusing him of. It wasn't exactly him, but it was somebody that he used to be around. And I apologize for calling it to him. It definitely was an action. And you go, you know, if you want to ask him what that was an action of, you know, of exactly what I've claimed it to be. But it just wasn't him. And I had it mixed up, so I want to apologize to him. I spoke to him on the phone or whatever. You know, grown men know when they're wrong, and you got to know when you're right. You know what I mean? And um, I'm not even going to focus on the individual at hand that was doing those things. But, um, you know, everything's smooth. You know, it's a new year. It's 2017, man. We're trying to win. It's a whole bunch of new artists coming out of New York City. Everybody's bubbling. Casanova is doing his thing out here right now. Manolo Rose just dropped ball drop. You know what I mean? Davies is still out here giving niggas food after he dropped Kyrie Chanel. Don Q is airing everybody. Corey Finesse Vagabond is picking up crazy in the city. Man, it's just so much good things. You got the young kid Fresher Diggs out there with the wait a minute. Young M.A. still moving on. Ooh, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a beautiful thing to see the city doing what it doing. You got Joey Badass, the youngest in charge out here, still shaking and baking. So I just want to salute all the New York City artists out there grinding. I want to salute everybody out there grinding completely. Um, I told um, three black businesses to um, send me an ad, and I was going to do a free ad today on the show just to give somebody some some light, shine some light on some um some some motherfucking um good individuals i'm sipping douce right now of course you know i'm definitely a habitual douce sipper shout out to loyal deuce because she said if it ain't douce she won't sip it and that was a, a true a true word you know what i mean true say shout out to everybody in flatbush too man they're still shopping their ragamuffins buying fake jeans you know what i mean your hustle never goes unnoticed i understand that you need to look fly out here so you gotta do what you gotta do you know what i mean shout out 
out to everybody out there that's getting in the beef right now because they recently got killed off a YouTube series. It's so much more for you out there. I swear to God. I think if your mother found out that she put you through all these years of school for you to be beefing with people on the streets because you got killed off a YouTube series, I think she would be highly disappointed in you. That's just an assessment. That doesn't mean it's true. I don't always know what I'm talking about. Sometimes I ramble, so I don't want you to just take heed and run with that, you know what I mean? But just listen just a little bit, you know what I mean? And a lot of you niggas like to hear me, but you don't listen. And listen is comprehending. I want you to comprehend. Please don't let it go on one end out the other, man. Because a wise man by the name of Nino Brown once said, cancel that bitch. Man, fuck this shit. I don't give a fuck about no Grammy parties. Don't send me no invites to no Grammy parties. You understand me? Right now I'm busy and I'm at a, I'm in a lane where I don't, I'm not really trying to be in the midst of dealing with these fuck niggas. You know what I mean? Give the rest of that douce to them dudes out there. They look parched. Thank you. Pass me the new douce. I like to keep a, a new, fresh, you know, bottle of Douce, you know what I mean? Because I don't like to be parched too much, especially in these um frigid airs and winds we've been having in New York City lately. You like to keep the soul warm, you know what I mean? Um, make sure that you go to every one of your co-workers' desk and you grab their phone and you subscribe to tax season because they need to wake up to some shit like this too. Don't be selfish. Put your friends on, nigga. Let them niggas know what they need to be hearing. There's so many niggas out there that's avoiding this medicine that I'm putting in this candy. Y'all thinking shit is sweet and shit is not sugar-coated on this end. You understand? This is not for a sweet-tooth person. I need you to comprehend and understand that it is medicine all through through this shit I say don't look at it from one way you know you got people that's so smart they only could get it in one delivery you know what I mean you got the people they go to school for so long they only used to doing essays and papers and using certain words so if they don't hear those words they automatically think what's coming out isn't smart you know what I mean I remember he was like oh that guy's smart I said why is he smart why is he smart for he was like, well, his vocabulary, you hear what he said? What the fuck vocabulary don't mean fucking smart, nigga? You know how many five percenters in jail got vocabulary and don't even know what the fuck they saying? You understand what I'm saying? You know how many niggas in Wu-Tang have vocabulary and they ain't know what the fuck they were saying either? You dig what I'm saying? All I'm saying is that if you see what I'm saying, you can see what I'm saying. You understand? And the blind leading the blind is only going to lead to failure. And niggas, they got to read with Braille. You understand what I'm saying? So I don't care how fast the money come in, your life can end up like a snail. You understand? And when the fucking bloodhounds got to find the trail and the package ain't land in the mail, you plan to fail. Be safe, though. Tax season. We're shaking this Alexa Layton, and I need y'all to check out Shake and the Dinnerland team over at Dinnerland.tv. They just launched their third season of content, and you can expect to see some more exclusives from Tax Season, Music Mondays, and a bunch of other creative minds. Get your videos, logos, and all the digital content you need at Dinnerland. Dinnerland.tv. 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 Say hello to the bad guy, tax season. We back again. Another episode. And the educated brother, Tyreek. 
Nasheed. Is that how you pronounce it? That's it, sir. Tariq Nasheed. I always want to get people names right. Yes, you know sir. what I mean? A lot of people call me Tax One, Tax Tone. You know what I mean? My name is Tax Stone. I actually don't care what you call me. You know what I mean? Just don't call me a bitch. Nah. <laughs> Tyreek, what's going on, man? How'd you get the name Tax Stone, by the way? Oh, uh, well, Tax, I got the name Tax because um, I was extorting people at a young age. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and the ice cream man named me that. Word. Rest in peace, Johnny. You know what I mean? That dude, he's taxing, he's taxing people on the block, so I'm going to just name him Tax Stone. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then I, I, I got, like, in the gang culture mm-hmm. a little bit as a child when I met um, T. Rogers. Oh, yeah. And, um... You know, that's how I got taxed on. Mm. Mm. Where'd you meet T. Rogers? Out in the L.A. or out here? New York. Oh, okay. When I was 14. Oh, word. Yeah. Word. That gang thing is deep. I'm thinking about doing a documentary about that. Yeah. Getting real deep into it. Gang shit is whack. Yeah. You know, I want to do a documentary about how gangs is whack. You know what I mean? Mm. And how, how I regret damn near anything I ever had to do it with a gang. I understand where, it's, where it came from. Right. And what it started as, but what it became, you know what I mean? Like, you look at it now, like, let's say, for instance, on, 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 like, what's going on in hip hop with Soldier Boy and, um, Chris Brown. These are two kids that's from down south. Yeah. But they arguing over, like, beef and they, like, claiming gangs that's, like, from Compton, you know what I mean? And I'm saying, ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, you get cool with some dudes from Compton and you, you, they buddies and you become the gang but it's just like it's like yo you look at it you like yo people as millionaires like why would you want to be in this gang you know a lot of kids join gangs because lack of family you know what i mean yeah. certain things but so in la what's interesting man in la you know the big thing in la they really tax people out there especially if you're a rapper you're a celebrity <laughs> and you try to live out there you you come out there clubbing yeah you got to pay a tax now. They hit you up for like at least 30000 the mm. gangs, the different sets. So Crips and Bloods, they're extorting dudes. Yeah, what I've happens heard this, yeah. when they extort these dudes, these dudes think that they're part of the gang that's extorting them. Mm. So that's why you have all these dudes from Cleveland and Georgia out here claiming Piru and Crip because that's the gang. That's that's how they can justify it in their mind. Oh. So then when they try to take it to another level and go down to the block talking about they they from Bompton and they got on a red hat and then somebody go presses them. Then they look confused. Mm. So they, they shouldn't really play with that out there. That thing is real serious out there. Mm. Going all the way back to Raymond Washington and all those cats. Raymond like Washington. You, like yeah. you were saying, the gang thing, people got into gangs for protection. That was the only reason gangs yeah. were created. It was all for protection. And people really need to understand Raymond Washington and who he was. This dude was not a damn joke. This mm-hmm. dude for real. But the thing about Raymond Washington, he tried to gangbang too long. He was the leader of the Crips for 10 years. That's too long to just be on one level being a little gang leader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're in the streets, you always got to elevate at least every five years. If you're selling weed, the next five years you need to be selling coke. Mm-hmm. The next five years you need to be having bricks. Mm-hmm. So my man stayed the leader of the Crips for 10 years and, you know, the new niggas come in the block. They don't give a damn about your rep five, exactly. ten years ago. They don't so, care about what you did. So those are the ones who took the brother out. Mm-hmm. So people got to understand that aspect. I like to show people the street life, but take a lesson from that and learn what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. Just like with Tookie Williams. Tookie Williams was another guy. He didn't co-found the Crips. A lot of people got the misconception that Tookie was a Crip co-founder. No, Raymond established the Crips early on. Yeah. Tookie came in later, but Tookie was more of a flossy dude. 
That's why he got the rap for that murder, which a lot of people say he didn't do. I don't think he did it, but Tookie did a bunch of foul shit before that. But his name was out there. Tookie was doing shit like going on the gong show. He was a Yeah, he wanted to be a celebrity. He wanted to be a celebrity. You dig? It's like the new Instagram gangbangers. Exactly. Tookie was doing that and he was doing that back in the seventies. He was exactly the version of Instagram flossing back Mm -hmm. then. And and no disrespect to that brother, because he's dead and I don't like to disrespect the dead. Mm -hmm. But Raymond was the kind of dude Raymond didn't like no spotlight. He didn't like no interviews. He didn't like the camera. That's why there's no interviews of the dude and there are very few pictures of him. Mm -hmm. So he was real low key with what he was doing but again we have to understand the ins and outs of the game from top to bottom yeah that's true yeah you grew up in alabama um i grew up in detroit and alabama did yeah. not like alabama at all man i couldn't wait to get out of what alabama. was it like in alabama man just real slow motion you know with my family it was kind of dangerous in detroit they sent me down south then my mother went on and moved back down south because she had me in detroit and I couldn't wait till I got old enough to get a damn ticket to get up out of there. And the minute I got old enough to legally get on a plane by myself, I got the hell out of there and went to L.A. I've been in L.A. for like 30 years. Mm. So that's where I've been most of my life. Yeah. So Alabama, how long was you in Alabama? How long was I? I was out there for a decade or so, something like that. I was out there for a minute. You know, I went to high school out there. How many teethless people called you nigga out there? Oh, man. And what's interesting, it's so segregated out there. You know, I didn't really go to school with a lot of whites in high school. All the schools back in the, this was in the 80s. It -hmm. was pretty segregated. But, you know, you go into some of the rural parts, they'll try to slip that out there. And, and call you a nigga and all that. But then you, you got to check them and all that. And I would check kids sometimes. And, you know, it is what it is. The regular shit. The regular right. shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, so was it a culture shock when you moved in um, L.A.? Yeah. Yeah. When I moved to L.A., man, and this was in the 80s. This was in the height of Crips, Bloods, all that stuff. It was, it was the real deal. And this was before the shit was cute. See, now it's cute for a nigga to put on a blue or red rag and get on Instagram and pose a, with a gun and all that shit. Girls think it's cute. The girls didn't think it was cute back then. Back then, women were scared of them niggas. Mm-hmm. So I went out there and I, I, I was, it was a culture shock because them niggas would beat a chick down like they would beat a dude down. They didn't mm-hmm. give a shit. It was like the wild, wild west out there. And plus the dope game was getting real heavy. So it was a big culture shock, man. You had to grow up fast. And also you got guilty by association. Mm. out there so whatever cat you hung with you were affiliated with that you hung with bloods even if you weren't jumped in you associate with the bloods niggas get at you you associated with the crips they get at you so mm. you know so you whatever neighborhood you lived in that's what you was yeah whoever and also whoever you hung with yeah. a, lot, a lot of my friends were crips i dated girls who were bloods but they associated me with crips even today people think that i was in the crips yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah they think that now but i had a lot of friends who were mm-hmm. and i was affiliated with that but like, i got partners who were bloods in the whole shebang so mm-hmm. i was always i tried to be as neutral as possible mm-hmm. yeah that is hard when you got yeah. friends that's claiming one certain thing and you just yeah. there yeah because ain't nobody when they about to shoot they don't ask Who's in and who's not? You know? Yeah, it's almost like what's what's conspiracy is. Yeah, you know, well, you got. I remember some kids I grew up with, like they was just like hanging out in front of the building with dudes who sold drugs after they would come off the basketball court and ended up in their indictment. Mm-hmm. Like and, yeah. uh, and never did shit. Yeah. They just had some pictures with them. <laughs> Look at Bobby Smarter. Mm-hmm. That's what they got Bobby Smurda on. Bobby Smurda didn't commit no crime. Mm-hmm. When you look at that case, all of those dudes got the same charge. See, that's that all-in thing, that gang injunction yeah. thing that they started in L.A. where they charged the whole gang with crimes. That's mm-hmm. why I don't like Soldier Boy and Chris Brown claiming all that shit because you're claiming certain gang sets. Somebody from that gang set goes out and pops somebody. 
then they throw an injunction on everybody and your name is hot. Your name is out there in the spotlight. So you have one of these prosecutors that would love to prosecute you mm-hmm. as one of the gang members, a part of that whole conspiracy. They love to make a name off you. Yeah, that's so a fact. Cats, the cats got to chill out with that. Yeah, that affiliation is dangerous. Yes, it is. That's why I was I was very proud of like not being involved anymore because I was just seeing dudes going to jail for shit they had nothing to do with, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, if you never seen a snitch in your life, um, you probably gonna see some snitches now because imagine a dude that never met you getting arrested for some shit you did. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He don't even feel like he owes you any loyalty. He's like, I don't even know you, motherfucker. You know what I mean? So <laughs> exactly, you yeah, know, it's just a and don't let people fool you with that not snitching. See, there's niggas out there who can't wait to snitch. We've oh, seen, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, we've seen first yeah. forty eight. You, you dig? First <laughs> shit. First forty eight is the perfect example. I always try to tell people, but you know what? One thing that I've learned about entertainment is that. It's just entertainment for people. So people will watch First 48 and never really learn anything from it. Yeah. It's just a show to watch. Like, for instance, you'll see on TV all day, you'll see the cops grab somebody up and they say, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can't use against you in a court of law. And then you'll see a person in the street get arrested and just start talking right while they telling them they have a right to remain silent. It's like, yo, he told you. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know why dudes don't shut the fuck up when they deal with police officers. Man. Yeah. Dudes got this thing where they want to show out and they think just because they talk themselves out a little hood shit, they can go and run their mouth with the police officer. You're supposed to keep your mouth all the way shut. Everything you say literally will be used against you. Even if they ask you if you know somebody, mm-hmm. cats got to be cool with that. I had a cop long time ago. I had a party at my house in L.A., mm-hmm. and a, a, a federal agent showed up a, a couple of days later and started asking me about certain people. Like, do you know this dude? I'm like, hell no, I don't know this dude. I don't know the fuck that is. Then this cop pulled out a picture of me and the dude at a club. I'm at a club, and I'm just taking pictures with folks. This nigga was in the picture who I didn't know, and I really didn't know the dude. Mm-hmm. But they could have went to court and said, okay, we just proved you're a liar because you did know this guy and you didn't know him. So I learned right then, let me just not say shit because their job is to trip you up, to make you look like a liar, to yeah. diminish your character. That's all they do. So we got to be very careful with saying anything to police. Yeah, the very little thing. That's why you just shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. They told you. They mm-hmm. tell you when they arrest you. You have mm-hmm. the right to remain silent. And that's why pe- That's why they can also get in trouble if they don't read you your rights. Yeah. And that's yeah. what people got to understand. It's just little shit that you they'll see on TV, but they just won't comprehend it. They yeah. Like, it's there for you. Like, you see it right there. Like, they'll watch Law & Order all day. And then it, you'll see an episode where the DA is pressing the cop. Like, did you read him his rights? Right, right. Did you read him his rights? And they're like, I don't know. Yeah. So right there, you know that the motherfuckers supposed to read his rights for a reason. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And even with, with young dudes especially, because mm-hmm. they'll get a young nigga in there in the, the interrogation rooms and scare them. Mm-hmm. That's what they did to the Central Park Five. Remember that case? Yeah, yeah. They got them dudes. Them dudes didn't commit that crime. But what they did, they got him in that room and said, look. Just say you did it. Just say you did it. You'll go home. Because mm-hmm. if you, we got enough evidence and even, I know you didn't do it, but they think you did it. Mm-hmm. So if they convict you, you're going to jail for life. But if you say you did it, just admit it. I'll be light on you. So you're like, well, shit, I did it. Then you get life anyway. Mm-hmm. So we, we got to learn to not be afraid. Just keep your damn mouth shut, period. You know what it is too? What I've learned with most people, a lot of people feel that they have to answer any question that's asked to them. It's just a natural reaction for you to 
you know, to answer. Yeah. So, you know, even like when I see people do interviews with certain people, I see them after they say, yo, you shouldn't have aired that to the person. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, he asked you the question and you answered it. You know what I mean? But what it be is that he really didn't want to get asked that question, but he still answered the question. Yeah. When you could have said, oh, it's none of your business or next question or whatever exactly. the fuck might be. And that's it. It's nothing else you could do after that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I think when when you say things to but you roll up on somebody, yo, hey, where were you yesterday? They're like, huh? What you mean? I was I was a crown fraud. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but they'll, then they'll start throwing fake charges at you mm-hmm. to kind of scare you to say something. Like, oh, yeah, that's well, regular. Don't you... You look like somebody who was slinging a brick the other day. You look like somebody who broke into a liquor store. Man, I wasn't in no liquor store. I was at Larry's house. And, you know, you start running your damn mouth like, mm-hmm. no, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're saying. I got to talk to my lawyer. That's all you got to say. Don't let him scare shit. Don't let him mm-hmm. scare you. Yeah. Chill out. Um, I believe the children are our future. All yeah. right. Y'all niggas need to chill out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what you drinking, man? You over here. A little here. bit of douce. Would you like some, man? No, I don't drink at all. You don't all, drink? Man. All right, man. That's cool. Yeah. All right. You can look at the bottle then. Axe <laughs> <laughs> in here getting it in. Let me, let me. With the ice. Oh, this shit ain't even open. <laughs> oh, this from the other bottle. All yeah. Right. I just started, though. Yeah. It's calm, separate. Yeah. Calm, separate. Yeah. When you moved to LA. Yeah. Were you pimping out there? No, no. I hung around a lot of damn pimps, though. The pimp game was heavy out there. Mm-hmm. But no, I wasn't, though. No, I hung around with a lot of those players because when I moved was out there. Was this the 80s, 90s? This was in the 80s. This mm-hmm. was in the 80s. And a lot of the. Crack was out at this yeah, time? Crack was out at that time. So a lot of the drug dealers were competing with the pimps. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a real big thing because a lot of the drug dealers were coming up to Hollywood to where the pimps were. And then you had all the strawberries, the, the crack chicks. Mm-hmm turning tricks for crack. So all that shit started to get mixed up right in the, the late 80s, early 90s. So I was around all those dudes. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was associated with that. So I learned a lot from that. Instead of being in it, I started writing books later on down the line. And my first book was called The Art of Mac and just paying homage to the, the guys I learned a lot of the game from. I was mm-hmm. around a lot of legends at that time. Mm-hmm. And instead of me being in that and writing a book about my experiences. I don't like talking about myself anyway. None of my books I talk about myself. I just like to talk about the game. So in the late 90s, I wrote a book called The Art of Mackin. And that thing became a huge bestseller. That thing was everywhere. Then I got a book deal with Simon & Schuster to do a follow-up. But I instead, I did a book for women called um, Player Be Played. That was a bestseller. Then I did another book called The Mac Within. And I started to notice people would always ask me about relationships and, and race. Because a lot of white dudes were buying my book. And they would say, hey, man, can I use this? I'm white. Can I use this game? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not speaking another fucking language. Of course you can use it. Mm-hmm. And people would ask racial questions. So race would always come back into the equation. And that's why I started to do the documentaries about history and race and racism and all that stuff. And um, how do you feel about racism today? How Do you feel it's alive and well? Man, hell yeah. Is a man stronger than ever, man. His white supremacy never went nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still in a full system of white supremacy that dominates all areas of activity, mm-hmm. even pimping. When you talk about pimping, <laughs> yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah, you know, when it comes to black people working in the sex industry, it's always the dirty pimp, low down, scandalous. But you get the white pimps like Hugh Hefner. Who, that, that ain't nothing but pimping he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's laying up with a lot of women. The bunny ranch. The bunny ranch. That dude, they prop these guys up. It's always been like that. It's always been that racial double standard. Mm-hmm. So race dominates all areas of activity, man. 
that's a that's a damn motherfucking fact, man. Yeah. Even with gangs, man, the the gangs in L.A. were the white gangs or a lot of racist gangs like the spook hunters and all that stuff. That's really why the, the Crips and the Bloods and the Avenues and all these dudes got started to fight off all these white gangs that were jumping black people. Mm-hmm. But they never tell you about them white gangs. Mm-hmm. Even out here in New York, man, the original gangs were white. Yeah. Yeah. The movie Gangs of New York talked about that. You get yeah. all you get any group of people who are marginalized. You put them in a segregated location and then deplete them of resources. The motherfuckers going to start banging no matter That's who they fact. are. That's you got it. to. You got to. Yeah. <laughs> it's nature. It's just nature. You yeah. gonna bang on motherfuckers. They were mm-hmm. the white boys out here, the Irish and the Germans and the Greeks. They were gang banging like a motherfucker out here. Mm-hmm. But they make it a black thing. And that's bullshit. Yeah, they all were. That's how yeah. all these fucking shit. The, 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 the motherfucker great grandfather was a gangbanger. The motherfuckers is billionaires now yeah. and shit. <laughs> and speaking of pimping, Trump's granddad had a bunch of hoe houses. That's where they got the money. That's where he got that wealth from. Mm. Trump's granddad had hoe houses all over the place. Damn. This is well known. He's Look that. I want the audience to Google that. A lineage of pimpage. Man, that's what. And that's why Trump is out here still grabbing pussy now. That's that pimp. <laughs> Gene in it. <laughs> Trump a shit, man. They just said they just leaked some shit about Trump. I heard, man. What's going, what's going what Somebody's do do getting now? pissed on and some shit yeah, in Russia. That's why Golden Showers. Tr- I was like, why is that trending? This oh, man. Shout out to Trump, man. Shout out to Trump. Man, I always wanted a president to like to get pissed on. Man. I always felt that that would be the best for the economy in the free world. You know what I mean? How do you feel about Trump as a whole? Winning the election, the election, the media, the way they presented, you know, Trump, the way, you know, because I always felt I always felt when the media was bashing Trump, they wasn't. Yeah, it was like lightweight. You know what I'm saying? I always felt that it was promotion. Yeah. Like, I always said it. I was like, this is promotion. Yeah, because I don't. With his audience, it's like all press is good press. You know, Mm -hmm. he's milking that shit because with Trump. White supremacy is all about maintaining codes Mm. and the code is the leadership and Trump, even though he's a degenerate grabbing pussy, cursing motherfuckers out, just being just completely scandalous. He still maintains the code of white supremacy. He speaks to that white racist base. Yes. That's what they follow. That's why they don't give a shit about all that other stuff. He do. It's all about him following the code and he's electing all of these racists to work with him. Mm. This sessions guy, this guy's a civil rights um, denier, you know, he's denied a lot of black judges. He's bringing in these alt-right people into his cabinet. So it's like some Nazi shit going on right now. Mm-hmm. So black folks got to get on the board where we're not scared. We got to stop being docile because we don't know what these white supremacists are about to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What's your take on Black Lives Matter? Black Lives Matter is just a catchphrase now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a catchphrase. And what? Well, you now, know, that's what I thought it was initially. Yeah, I thought it was just a catchphrase, and then what happened was. It was like different protesters and like people online and I was seeing certain people on Twitter was telling other people like, you're not really Black Lives Matter. And I was like, wait up, is this shit a gang? Like, yeah. Is this like an organization? Like, did black, I miss the memo? Yeah, Black Lives Matter now is a code word used by white racists to mean all black people. Mm. So now instead of them criticizing a black person saying that black person is stupid based on race. Hold on. Somebody's at my front gate in L.A. Hold on. It's my phone. Let me <laughs> My wife be ordering food and the shit be ringing me. Mm-hmm. Oh, my bad. But a lot of white racists, man, use the term Black Lives Matter to mean all black people. So now, instead of criticizing black people based on race, they can criticize black people based on 
political views. Mm. So by saying, well, black lives matter, they're terrorists. That's easier to say than, well, black people are terrorists. Exactly. Just like those crackhead niggas out there in Chicago, they got this special needs kid, this white dude, and had him held hostage in the house. Mm. And that's real funny. So There's a lot of shit coming out about that that's real weird. Some yeah. people are saying they knew each other. Some people say they were all smoking dope together. So I don't know. There's a lot of stuff coming out. Mm. But the media called that the Black Lives Matter kidnapping. Kidnapping, yeah. What the fuck are y'all talking yeah, about? I wondered, yeah, I was wondering how that happened. Yeah. Now, no, them crackhead niggas didn't have shit to do with Black Lives Matter. But understand, Black Lives Matter is a code word for all black people. Yeah. So we got to get that. Yeah. I can get that. Yeah. yeah. I can see that and get that. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. The man. Black Lives Matter kidnapping. I woke up, that shit was trending. I was yeah. like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Who kidnapped who? D Ray kidnapped somebody with the blue vest. It's like this nigga got some nerve, bro. <laughs> D Ray is funny, man. I was clowning D Ray for that fake arrest he had down there in New Orleans. Cause D Ray, he's a professional protester, man. He's a shield. <laughs> what do you think about D Ray, man? D Ray, man, he's all in the pockets of the Democrats. You know, when they leaked those WikiLeaks documents, his name was all up in that shit. You know, yeah. hell yeah, he's all tied in. So they, they deliberately prop him out. He, they make him like the gay Martin Luther King. He's like the Martin Luther Queen. You dig? So they didn't prop him up. <laughs> Martin Luther <laughs> Queen? <laughs> DeRay is Martin Luther Queen, my dude. <laughs> They're Holy propping him up. <laughs> shit, yo. DeRay is a cool dude, man. Yeah, I, ain't, I ain't trying to shit on DeRay. Cause DeRay didn't say some little slick shit about me. That's why I got to tap him a little bit. <laughs> you know, you, you know, do his thing. I'm not going to knock another brother for, for trying, but you know, do Yeah, you thing. know, I had to, I don't know if DeRay, I don't know if DeRay is gay or not. You know what I mean? Cause I ain't ask him. Okay. You know what I mean? But, um, <laughs> What I do know is I've been, I've seen people like saying like DeRay can't lead us because he's gay or, mm. you know what I mean? Or because he's feminine or whatever. But I feel like, man, if, if a motherfucker is going to go and do things that somebody else ain't, then how they not, how can't they not lead us? You know what I mean? If nobody's doing else, what else he's doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. He the only one fucker that got 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 money to fly to all these places, my nigga. <laughs> yeah, where you getting it from? That's the thing, motherfuckers. Like, where you getting this paper? Because you know he went down there to Ferguson. My dude, rest in peace, Darren Seals. Darren Seals slapped the shit out of D. Ray. Word. Yeah, he got slapped down there. They so this is why they was him. trying to say that the that his death was fishy. Yeah, yeah, they were saying some real funny style shit about Darren because Darren was a real respected dude down there. He mm. wasn't with the bullshit. He wasn't trying to get up in there with these political people. He was there yeah. for the folks and this brother died you know broad daylight burnt up in a car with witnesses and there's no arrest or nothing with the witnesses yeah people saw the shit people saw the the driver of the car they saw a whole bunch of shit man Word? Yeah, yeah i thought it was like a mystery because i just yeah, never knew why i never heard nothing about yeah, it yeah yeah ain't no mystery man they knew what was up man Darren, that was my dude man Real so good. they they seen the blue vest no, no, not not D Ray. All right, no, 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 I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> D Ray playing out shit, no, no, nigga. Wait, it, there nah. were no blue vest fibers. Uh, all right, by the, by the car, right. but no. <laughs> Uh, but Darren Seal, man, he was a real good dude. Yeah, rest yeah. in peace to Darren Seal, yeah. man. And, every, and all his um, efforts and, and work that he put in for people down there in Ferguson. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace. Oh.
This week's episode of Tax Season is brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. They're developing a more sustainable food system by setting a higher standard for the ingredients. Blue Apron has established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranches across the United States. And because Blue Apron ships the exact amount of each ingredient required for a recipe, they are reducing food waste. Blue Apron's aim isn't just to prepare food safely and efficiently, but to also encourage everyday people to cook more. Those who spend a lot eating out or at high-end grocery chains can now spend under $10 per person for a healthy and delicious meal with Blue Apron. Blue Apron continues to provide the fantastic new meals every month. And this January, you can enjoy said pork chops with farro and cranberry chutney spaghetti squash and marinara with mushrooms and garlic knot but check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash season you're going to love how good it feels the taste to create incredible home cooked meals with blue apron so don't go wait go to blue A-P-R-O-N dot com slash season to sign up for Blue Apron and get the first three meals for free with free shipping. That's blueapron.com. What do you think about Sean King? Oh, Sean King is my dude. Mm -hmm. I got a lot of respect for Sean King. Mm -hmm. Sean King puts in the fucking work, man. White supremacists hate him. They hate, you know why? I don't trust him. Why why not? Why not? Because he white. No, (laughs) He's black, though. He's white. Sean King says he's black. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna fuck with him until he say he white. You gotta say he white first for me to trust you. You wanna keep convincing everybody. Listen. You think he's doing a Rachel Dolezal? Listen, this is how you, it's certain things you gotta figure out. This is how I find out, you know what I mean, of white people are white people or of white people are black. It's just certain things that gotta happen. You gotta sing happy birthday around them. If they sing regular happy birthday, that's one strike, right? Second, if they don't do the electric slide, that's another. If cha-cha slide come on, they might jump up. So don't judge them by that. You know what I mean? But it's just certain events that have to happen for me to trust you. And he got me blocked on Twitter. Damn, you know what I mean? You're trolling the brother, man. You know, I joke on everybody. People be, I think people take some things that I say too serious. I be joking, like literally joking. Like DeRay had me blocked one time, then I seen him. So I said, "Deray, why you got me blocked?" And he unblocked me and shit. But he got me blocked too, and I don't know why because I've never tweeted his ass. Word? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck he got me blocked for. He probably seen things you've tweeted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about um black feminist? Then that's the I get on them all the time. The fake ones. about what though? Like let me, get let's get down ones. to it because I, I I have words for a lot of them also yeah. because I I feel like they try to um I feel like they try to emasculate you sometimes like they want you to not be who you are because of a set of rules that they've created. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's become to the point now to where one of them say something to me and I just be like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> like, I do it on purpose. You know what I mean? Because I know that this is what they wanted. Mm-hmm. They wanted to jump out the window. They yeah. wanted to rally. So it's like I almost give it to them now because it's like, yo, you're taking things too far. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, recent, I just recently said a tweet where I was like, um, a lot of women, um, I said a lot of women 
don't know. I said a lot of women get treated so bad that when they when they meet a dude that's treating them okay, sometimes they be thinking they in love, mm. and the nigga just treating you better than the last nigga did. He mm. not might not necessarily care about you that much. You know what I mean? Whooping your ass. And that tweet of fucking feminist. I went to her bio and said feminist, some feminist something else, some feminist website, and then she said unbelievable for a man to think yo yo i read the tweet and i was just sitting there like in disbelieving like is this woman serious how do you find something in this tweet to make it seem like i was trying to down a woman you know what i mean from this Mm. like no other woman you understand what i'm saying yeah yeah. so it's just certain things with the because i've always known about feminists but i'd never interacted with them until this twitter shit yeah and truth be told, man, most of these women that you see talking that shit, we call them Shea Butter Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's just Shea yeah. Butters. We, a bunch of Shea Butters. They are not real feminists. Mm-hmm. They hide behind the mantle of feminism so that they can hide their trolling. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of them are what we call Negro bedwinches. Mm. In slavery, you had a bunch of enslaved African women who were forced to have sexual relationships with the white male slave masters Mm -hmm. and the white male slave masters called them their Negro bedwinches. Mm -hmm. Now you have that same mentality. They do it by choice. Most of those so-called black feminists who are not really feminists, they desire to have relationships with white women and sexual relationships with white men. When you break it all down and they take on the same views of white supremacist males when it comes to other black people, that's why they love watching Scandal. If you look at certain black feminists, quote unquote, a lot of them date white dudes. Um, what's the Alice Walker? Who made the color purple? Who wrote color purple? Was that Alice know. Walker? I don't know. Yeah, she she was on that feminist thing and mm-hmm. she's dating white dudes. You go look at a lot of those feminists. What's the mayor of New York? What's his name? Who the mayor? Who's the Blasio? The Blasio. Yeah. His wife. His wife used to be a big feminist in the 70s. Mm. Huge feminist. She used to be a lesbian, too. Now she's in the white dudes. Mm. <laughs> you dig? Mm. When you look at the, a feminist, a so-called black feminist, almost 98% of them date white dudes. Cats got to put that two and two together, man. They have the Negro bedwinch mentality, and a Negro bedwinch is dangerous because they're like the slave mistress who want to maintain slavery, and any black man or black woman talking about getting off the plantation, they're going to be the main ones out there trying to thwart and sabotage everything under the guise of standing up for black womanhood, which they don't give a shit about black women at all. You don't see shit. Black feminists are these pretend black feminists, nothing that they have done for black women. They have not built no centers. They have not built no businesses. They have not built no shelters. They have not influenced any kind of policy. They stay their asses on Twitter, trolling niggas and sucking white dick. Yo, you know, this is crazy because shit sounds so real. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nah man um it, it's just it, it is it, it sounds so real you know what i mean i was always looking for why you know what i've been doing now is that i've been before i respond to feminists yeah i find something to discredit what they stand for immediately and mm-hmm. i've been doing it a lot of people now i just be like you know what I'm going to prove you wrong before you even prove yourself right. You know what I mean? So like what I've been doing, I go through the, I go, I go look for all of them, all mm. the top ones that I know is coming when I say something. Mm. And then I go say something because I know they're coming mm. and then they come. 
they come because mm-hmm. they the fishermen. I know. I just throw the bait. The fish, the fish there. They gonna come. They right there. Look at this motherfucker. I can't believe y'all follow him. Mm-hmm. How dare y'all and all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Right. Mm-hmm. So, long story short, I go through their timelines and I see them bashing women. Yeah. All fucking yeah. day. They hate them. Tearing apart women. whatever woman that they don't like. Mm-hmm. So now I'm looking and I see a lot of them. Some of them, are, a lot of them are Beyonce fans, right? Yeah. But when Kerry Hilson puts a picture up, they annihilate this woman. Mm-hmm. I'm talking yeah. about to the point that I'm like, why did y'all say this? She ain't say shit. Yeah. But she was on the beach. Yeah. And y'all like, yeah, bitch. But when Beyonce is on the beach, you bum bitch. And it's like, mm-hmm. how are y'all, you, you guys feminists? They, they ain't. That's Do I have the wrong all. definition of what feminist is? Exactly, man. They hate other black women. They're not feminists at all. And it also seems to me like it's not about being a feminist to them is about only being a feminist against black men. That's all it's about. That's the only thing that drives them because again, they try to sound and act like a white supremacist man. They have the same exact talking points as a white supremacist man. That's why they support shit like street harassment, which was something that was targeting black males. Mm. They had that whole street harassment campaign where they were showing white women walk around New York and black men harassing them. Mm. Those fake black feminists were behind all that shit, too, helping them promote that shit because they were trying to get new laws to start targeting brothers out here to replace stop and frisk. Mm. Some real heavy shit, man. You think? Science, science chumps. <laughs> Fuck is wrong with y'all, motherfuckers out here trying to replace stop and frisk. So motherfuckers at construction sites that just came home on a lunch break and decide to cat call and say, "Hey, beautiful, go to jail." Yeah, that that's literally all they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. Hello, hey, how you doing? That's defined as street harassment now, and they're trying to get law. They're still trying to get laws now, and those fake black feminists are right there. With them pushing that bullshit. That's why I got zero respect. Listen, if those laws stick for the niggas that's in 42nd Street selling a CD, then so be it. Mm. You know, whatever we got to do to get those those bastards off the street one by one. <laughs> you know, that'd be their hand. We're going to get them off the street one by one. Yo, if I see another politician, who started this shit? Yo, who started this, yo? This is a, this is a way to be direct without pointing, but because pointing your finger is aggressive. Yeah, but you can be aggr- uh, direct without being without being a thumb. Yeah, because I always say, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. Everybody like, and and we're going to fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck is that? Like, yeah, you got. They teach them hand gestures and to wear red ties. You notice a lot of politicians have red ties. Yeah. That, that defines honesty. You dig? <laughs> Honesty in a politician. Yeah. This yeah. is what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> you tell me you're a Taz Angel, you're going to come to your wedding in a white dress. <laughs> you some of my bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand you niggas. So, you know, the last time I seen Tyreek Nasheed yes, on a screen, this nigga was about to get into a scuffle with, <laughs> with Sotomayor. Oh, What's his full name? I don't I don't discuss that bitch nigga at all. We're what? talking about you know, I don't discuss No, we got to discuss this moment because yeah. did Vlad set y'all up? No, hell no. Because I didn't know what the fuck happened. No, hell no. Because I almost went crazy on Vlad. Like the white man coming in between the black man once again. No, no, no. Hell no. I, I wouldn't even conspire with a white dude against a brother like that. Yeah. You know, if, even if I don't like the nigga. So what exactly was the issue between nah, them, man? Some, 
just some street shit that had to be cleared up, some mm-hmm. shit I had to inquire about, and that's pretty. Can it be it. squashed? Oh, it's squashed to me because ain't shit pop off. You know, I just mm-hmm. went in, went to inquire about something, and you know, nothing happened, mm-hmm. and that was it. So it's squashed to me. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You dig? So you know, when people come out to L.A. and they 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 say make certain claims, I'm gonna have to come ask them about those claims. So mm-hmm. no violence. I wasn't trying to be violent with nobody and i was very diplomatic you know so nobody got set up either they know the motherfucker ain't that important to set up yeah if a motherfucker want to get set that's up. the way it look you just see a video of a motherfucker in there you walk in you're like oh shit this is like my undertaker like you know? <laughs> <laughs> niggas sit up there and floss about where they are you oh yeah, yeah, yeah you know niggas telling where they are and what happened it was niggas on the streets trying to go up there for real for real mm-hmm. and they were calling around asking for Vlad's address and I didn't want to do that. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, let me go up and, and handle this for some niggas in the street, find out where this studio is and take it somewhere totally different. Mm-hmm. So it, it's cool. Everything is cool. I ain't got no problem with nobody. So it's good. So what is what is gang culture like right now in Los Angeles? Has it calmed? Has it it's more refined now. You don't have dudes running around in the streets with rags and different colors. It's real low key. Dudes out here trying to get money. It's all about trying to get some paper. You know, wherever you live, that's where you live. You know, the gang culture is already it's it's already seeped into family structures because you got dudes who granddad was in prison for being a blood or crip or whatever. So cats know what it is, but they're not openly going out here banging, throwing up sets and all that old stuff. Cats are getting money. But when it's time to, you know, squash something or take care of something, dudes know how to get organized real quick. Yeah. So that's like with that whole Soldier Boy thing. When Soldier Boy ran out there with the camera like, I'm from the hood. I'm from the hood. And in seconds, a motherfucker went and pressed his ass. Mm-hmm. So that could have went somewhere else, too. So that was a good thing that that one little dude came out there and G-checked him because all of them dudes could have got sprayed over some stupid shit like that. So, you know, it's just, it's just like politics, man. When cats understand street politics in certain cities, because every city is different. You got some niggas down south who are about that life, too. There's some parts of Alabama and Kentucky that niggas don't want to go around disrespecting their neighborhoods. So, you know, people are real funny about their territory. So as long as you understand street politics where you go, respect people's neighborhoods, you'll be good. Shout out to all the niggas in L.A. to let me come through their hood, you know, what yes, I mean? and, and deal with women in all these different sets. You know, what I mean, I appreciate y'all. Shout out to the grapes, you know, shout out to the <laughs> Yes, indeed. Yeah, I fucked with all the niggas out there. But um, what else? Um, Tucker Carson. Yeah. From yeah. Fox News Network. Do y'all got beef, is it? Y'all gonna shoot the fire? Nah. <laughs> they were clowning Tucker on Twitter the other day because Tucker, his whole thing is just, their strategy is to just kind of loud talk you, cut your mic off, talk over you, and then... Another strategy, they throw a bunch of lies at you and don't let you answer the lies. Yeah, 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 thing, yeah, you know? yeah. So, and I've noticed that also yeah. about the, a lot of these, those right wing, you know, yeah. programs. That's why I'm like, you know, I've been asked to come on a couple different shows and I'm like, you know, I'm willing to talk as long as I could talk. Yeah. Because yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm going to shut up and I'm going to make you look dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm going to just let you talk. I'm going to just go just like this. Mm. Mm. And when I try to talk and you try to cut me off, I'm going to let you cut me off. And mm. I'm going to just go just like this. Mm. And I'm going to just, and I'm going to expose the ways. I know how to expose people to do that shit. Yeah. Like, because it's an art. And yeah. they, they have it. And what happens is that just like I told you, it's like when people feel like when somebody asks them a question, they have to answer. Yeah. It's the same thing. So 
when the person says it, they say in the, they they say in a question, and you about to answer it, and they're already cutting cutting your ants off yeah. to hit you with the next question or the next claim, and you never get nothing out. So that's why I say you just stop. Yeah, you let them you let them go. And also, what I do with Tucker now, I just laugh his bullshit off. Some certain shit you don't even answer. Mm-hmm. Like when I was on there last time. I'm knocking his ass out about white supremacy because that's we're talking about white supremacy, Donald Trump, and he, I'm tripping his ass up. So he tried to change the subject completely. He was like, well, what about this book you wrote 17 years ago about Mackin? There's something in your book that says you got a lot of women. I said, dude, really? Are you that desperate, Tucker? I ain't about to answer that stupid shit. Well, come on, dude. Yeah, you're desperate now. So you have to discredit him by just not even answering. Don't even justify that shit with an answer. You got to have that mentality. But it just shows how desperate they are when it comes to talking about racism realistically. They can't do it. So they have to throw up all these mirrors and tricks and shit. To discredit who's talking about the racism. Exactly. To discredit. So, you know, and they've been calling me to come on these right-wing shows, and I chill out because I know their tactics. I'm like, if y'all are not going to really talk about some real shit, I'm like, I ain't about to waste my time going on there with you. Mm. You know. That's a fact. Yes, indeed. Let me get some ice for the douce, y'all. How long you been drinking tonight, Tax? Um, I just started. Literally. This is like, this is the second cup. Okay. Yeah, I just started. You know, just starting up before. Before I get drunk in this motherfucker and get it crunk, you hear me? (laughs) No. But um, hold on, y'all. You know I gotta get my separate together. Yes, indeed. I'm an alcoholic, I believe. <laughs> and the first step is admitting, correct? Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've been wondering that yeah. that shit with Joe Buttons, man. <laughs> <laughs> Man, did did y'all ever squash that? Y'all ever get Yeah, good? you know, it was never really no beef with him. Anyway, I never really had no super malice in my heart. You know, it was just he'll say little things after that on Twitter. And I'm like, yo, Joe, I'll slap the shit out you. You know what I mean? But I never really had no beef with him. You know what yeah. I mean? I think it was the Internet that kept it up. Like, yo, you guys got beef. Like, I spoke to the dude a couple times. You know what I mean? Mm. The day before he dissed Drake and Meek Mill, he called my phone and I didn't even know it was him. Just a number hit me, and the nigga just was whispering, like, those motherfuckers kicked me when I was down. You're going to get them. I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, yo, who the fuck is this with my phone? He said something that made me realize it. I'm like, all right. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, do what you got to do, man. That was some crazy shit. Like a real cryptic message. Yeah, yeah. The Joe Button is crazy. He a cool dude, though. You know, yeah. he just mad manipulative. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he real manipulative to his friends. His friends don't even know it. That's yeah. how I know them niggas is dumb. That's how I was trying to tell him in the interview. I was like, yeah, I'm cool with this nigga. Cause he manipulating y'all and me. Like... <laughs> So, you know, just, he a cool nigga, you know what I mean? I guess, you know, you got to have a certain set of people around you to live the way you want to live, you know what I mean? Because, like, I'm an asshole. So, my friends, I got to have friends that's cool with being cool with assholes. Because, you know, certain people can't take that shit. They like, I hate him. get offended. Yeah. So, I I understand it. Me, personally, I can't be around manipulative motherfuckers. Mm. I don't like that shit. You know, and growing up in my neighborhood in East New York, I started pimping at 14. Mm. 
13 years old. I don't know what, what age we came in the trap. Whatever year, Kev Webb came home mm-hmm. and had us out there with these hoes, and we started pimping because he didn't. He just came home from jail. He ain't have no bitches. He like, yo, y'all got the bitches. Get some bitches for me. So I was like an assistant pimp getting bitches <laughs> for him. You know what I mean? And then I was like, man, I don't get no bitches for them. I get the bitches for myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I started getting into the game, and what happened was that I realized that a lot of what pimping is is a lot of manipulation, mm-hmm. and I don't like doing that shit. Mm-hmm. I only like doing that for survival purposes. I just couldn't do it no more. I just felt like I was lying too much. I'm like, bitch, I ain't scared of you. Fuck, I'm lying for. You know, and it almost is like, it's like if you don't lie, then you got to turn into a gorilla pimp. Yeah. Because now you're going to always get challenged. You know what I mean? See, that's the thing. When I was growing up around those dudes, man, that's why they would have to build them from the bottom up. When they would turn out, that's why turning out was real important. Because if you already got a chick who was in the game and she's choosing up on you, you're getting damaged goods. That's what exactly. they used to say. Because there's a reason why she ain't with that other pimp no more. He done miss pimp somewhere and some of that miss pimping and got in her brain and she's bringing her miss pimped ass over there to another nigga. So you're going to have to deal with those same problems that the other dude dealt with. Mm-hmm. So that's why they would always be trying to get those fresh turnouts because those fresh turnouts are going to get your game and going to run with your game. It's like raising a new kid. Yeah. That's why I say you could raise a kid out here 10 years old. He know Nickelodeon, Disney World, all that shit. But then you raise the kid in Kuwait and he know about he going to bomb some shit as soon as they tell him to do it Mm -hmm. because that's how he was raised. That's all he know. Mm -hmm. But you can't bring the kid from 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 L.A. and drop him in Kuwait and tell him that it's okay to drive. He goes, like, nigga, you bugging. Exactly. He been mispimped, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just like the military, man. Just when you go into yep. the military, what do they break you down? they like, look, change your clothes. You're going to wear what we wear. You're going to change your hairstyle. Everything you knew on the streets, you ain't bringing that in here. We're going to have to do boot camp training. We're going to have to break you down to build you up. And dudes thought like that when, when dealing with, women in the game they would let me break you down let me change your name let me change the way you walk let me change the way you talk let me change your game and build you up to cater to my type of shit mm-hmm. so it's it's a real deep thing what is your um what is your opinion on the Barack Obama presidency how do you feel he um executed the job as president it was very disappointing because barack obama was as we see was nothing but a powerless token and i voted for the dude twice Mm. i voted for him twice put money on the second campaign and what happened with barack obama they tokenized him just like they do with all black people they'll try to pretend that Racial justice is getting one black person and putting him over there. That's racial justice. I'm not a racist. There's a black mayor. I'm not a racist. There's a black police chief. You notice when all these black folks get shot and killed, they roll out the black police chief. Yeah. You yeah. Know? He has to speak. He has to speak. We they want make you speak. to speak for race relations. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Everywhere you see. It's a whisper, too. I'm telling yeah. you, they be whispering. Yeah. Yeah, Joe, we need you to go down there and talk to the people for race relations. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a whisper it, with a it, cracker. It, it, and what happens is... As long the black folks in office, you got two rules. Number one, you can never help black people collectively. And number two, you can never punish any white person at all. And Obama did just that. He didn't punish no white people, didn't help no black people collectively. The minute you help a black person and try to punish a white person and you're a black person in office, they're getting you out. Marilyn Mosby down there in Baltimore, when she put those people on trial for Freddie Gray, those white cops, 
the police unions and all those people ganged up on her. They're about to start some malicious prosecution trials on her ass. They're about to get her out of there. There's another black I always judge. felt, um, yeah. I always felt those charges that she gave them, she knew wasn't going to stick mm. because it couldn't have stuck from the very beginning. I, um, like somebody found my tweet from the very beginning, the day that she announced the charges. And I told people six minutes after that they could not get convicted for those charges they charged them for mm. because murder is intentional. Yeah. So if you're saying that this person was in the back, you understand, in the truck and they was driving the truck rough, that that's not intentional. You understand what I'm saying? That's more like a manslaughter or something else. So I always felt the charges that she gave them. I didn't understand. I, don't, I really don't understand Baltimore law. Yeah. But I'm like, if that was in New York and the charges that she, they they gave him, those are getting thrown out because they didn't intentionally kill Freddie Gray. We don't know, though, because the thing is, my man's spine was severed. So you don't get yeah. a severed spine. Nobody in the car was hurt, but your spine is severed. So... And, uh, the, but it's like you, you can't charge them with murder because right. you have to prove murder. Absolutely. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So that's why I always felt that those charges was kind of crazy for mm-hmm. her to give. I felt if she would have gave a manslaughter or something from Gate that that could have been more justified than a murder. Right. You understand right. what I'm but saying? But nevertheless, they're trying to get her ass up out of it. They didn't want no charges. Yeah. They want to charge yeah. shit. Yeah, you yeah. went against the you went against you the grain. against the code. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to get her out. Just like another judge in Kentucky named Olu Stevens. This brother, real thorough brother, when they try to bring all these all white juries in the courtroom, he's like, No, 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 take that back. No, give me give me give me a diverse jury. They started trying to get this man off the bench. So mm. any tokenized black person, meaning a black person who's allowed to be in a certain position, the white supremacists will let you know that they control you. This week's episode of Tax Season is brought to you by Bevel. You deserve to look good, and you'll feel even better once you decide to bring Bevel into your life. Start making smarter decisions. You got a lot of ladies to get, and guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Are you woke, my nigga? Are you woke? Listen, Valentine's Day is around the corner. Do not bring in Valentine's Day with a bumpy face with a bumpy grill. Your woman wants more for you. She doesn't want your face down there in her private areas with a rough neck or a rough chin. Be respectful to what she brings to the table. My God, this is not about you. It's about us. You didn't do it for yourself. You did it for the belt. So just understand, you deserve to look good and you'll feel even better once you decide to bring Bevel into your life. Up to 80% of black men and women experience razor bumps and up to 30% of all men and women experience razor bumps. Bevel is dermatologist approved and proven to prevent and reduce razor bumps. There's no other shaving system is going to give you the relief that a bevel razor will. Your first kit comes with everything you need to get started. A bevel razor and brush as well as priming oil, shave cream, restoring balm, and as many blades as you need to keep yourself right until the next kit arrives. Everybody's hair and skin is different and requires different methods of care, but bevel has a system that works for almost everyone. Learn why 9 out of 10 customers keep coming back to bevel by going to getbevel.com slash tax season and you get that first month for free. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot com slash tax season. Start shaving smarter today with Bevel. So do you feel it is better to um 
to get into the smaller offices, you know, councilmen, you know, um, what we need to do. We got a black folks. We got to start putting politicians in with our own money yeah. that we control. Yeah. Because look, y'all had little peanut head, Ken Thompson, and he just died. I mean, wasn't he the DA out there in, um, in Brooklyn? Was it in Brooklyn? Yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. Brooklyn yeah. DA, yeah. Yeah. And he let Peter Liang kill that brother, Kai Gurley. And all the black people in Brooklyn voted Ken Thompson in. And the Asians came with that money. They said, look, we don't want Peter Liang to go to jail. Here's a check. So Ken Thompson, after Peter Liang got convicted, Ken Thompson said, well, I don't think he deserves jail time. And black people freaked out. And we don't write no checks. See, money talks. And Ken Thompson, he knew that was fucked up. He died right after that. That motherfucker just croaked. And died with this cancer, whatever. Just you know, you know what was crazy about that case? That probably was the only case where I felt that the officer probably was just scared and and shot. You know, a Makai Gurley. Mm. That was the only case, and I'm not. And I feel like he still shouldn't have got off. He shouldn't have got off. Shit. Still shouldn't have got yeah, off. And that's the problem with the most, law. Most the killings. Pro- is it because a nigga is scared? When you look yeah, at first 48, exactly. these niggas are scared. They're trying to steal something. Somebody say, hey, man, stop stealing my shit. You go shoot them. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, just just knowing just knowing the pink houses being from East New York and the area that it happened in and him saying he was coming down the steps and shit, you know, and this dude ain't even over. I'm just thinking about it from a – and this is why I say this is why having our own cops and our own community right. count so much yeah. because you can see how a Asian dude that's not from East New York, I can see how a motherfucker that's still from the hood that's in East New York and pink houses could have been scared coming down that staircase. Mm. You understand? Mm. So when I think of an Asian cop that's probably from nowhere around the neighborhood, probably never delivered a vegetable fried rice to nobody crib in the neighborhood, mm could be scared mm. you know what i mean so that's i, I gave them that well, do you much think but the law do you is think, what's wrong do you think that they're scared or do they just know they can get away with doing this shit because that's what i think i think they just know that they can get away with doing oh it. no i think they definitely them. know they can get away yeah. with killing people they know that they're gonna get away with it Dude, it's the in, law yeah yeah the law states that they're gonna get away right. with it exactly motherfucker choked the motherfucking aragon out on tape yes and got right. a raise mm-hmm. so, exactly what does that tell yeah, you? Because I'm not, I don't think a lot of these dudes are scared. Look, I'm in LA. Oh, you sit there, if, look, if you sit there, you're a cop. Yeah. And you say, you sit there, you're a cop, and you say, well, my man just choked out Eric Garner on tape, and he got a raise. What you think you could do next? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got bounties on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. You dig? And look, I'm in LA, they have high speed chases all the time. You got white dudes, Hispanic dudes. I mean, running over people, uh, stopping traffic, shooting guns at cops, and the cops be hitting them with beanbags and shit. They know not to shoot certain people, you dig? But with us, you know, they got bounties on us, mm-hmm. you know? Damn fucking shame, man. Yeah. And, yo, you bringing up that, that point about the um, stop and frisk, yeah. I was sitting there saying, what are they going <laughs> to replace with stop and frisk? Because they're they gonna... just not going to let it go. Hell no, they're not going to let they it go. They have to find something. Mm-hmm. Like something. They got to be a do-rag law or something. Something got to pop up where they be like. <laughs> exactly. Any nigga with a fitted hat is getting locked up outside. <laughs> That's that. When I saw those white feminists trying to lock up with black women, I'm like, okay, I knew something was up there because white feminists don't give a fuck about black women. They ain't never done shit for black women ever. Mm -hmm. So when they start saying, hey, black women, come tell us your story about harassment. I'm like, "Uh oh, what are they up to? 
Then I saw what the game was. I said, okay, they're trying to get black women to co-sign this racist ass stop and frisk um, replacement law, which is the street harassment. So it don't look racist if they get the black women to sit up there and co-sign with them mm-hmm. and tell all these stories about how black men harass them all the time and then show a video of a white woman walking down the street and a bunch of dudes saying hi to her. And most of the dudes are black. So that's putting in the mind of the white female public that these black predators out here to get you. So if they say hi, that is now some kind of crime where you can call the cops. They're even trying to get apps that women can use. If a nigga says, hey, good morning to you, you can get on an app and notify law enforcement. They're trying to get this shit, dude. Jesus Christ. Folks don't know how serious this shit is. They think it's just a bunch of dumbass trolls on Twitter. They're being manipulated and used by these real white feminists who are out here trying to get these laws going. Y'all look up names like Holly Curl. These are women who are trying to get these street harassment laws passed. And who is she exactly? She's a white feminist. She was behind some of that street harassment campaign shit. They had like something called... um, Holler back. That's like a a nonprofit thing. With holler back, a white. Yeah, they see they use those hip hop yeah. terms, but it's, these are white women though. Mm-hmm. See, these are all white women using these. That terms. nobody's hollering at in the street. <laughs> this is what get me tight because I seen one of these white bitches on on Twitter. <laughs> Seriously, I, I I was so mad. I swear to you, somebody informed me to leave this bitch alone. And only because he, he cool with her, cause I, I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Mm. And I seen this bitch talk, I'm like, what bitch you lying? You fucking lying. Ain't no black man holler at you <laughs> when you was walking down the street. You a fucking liar. You lying. But dude, you lying. You mad at the bitch that got hollered at. That's what you mad at. You're jealous. You are jealous because it was a bitch that actually looked good that a dude was hollering at in the street and you felt offended for her. You was mad. You decided to make your jealousy because you ain't getting hollered at. I seen this shit already. I said something to a woman, a bitch going to say, how could you say that to her? And I'm like, this bitch be in my DMs talking about, you understand what I'm saying? You better mind your business. See what I'm talking about? Now, the thing is, is that I had decided to look up like things on feminists. I was like, well, you know, I like to study whatever, you know, whatever's going on. Like, let me find out about this shit and where it started. Yeah. And I found out feminists started from white women, of course, yeah. because they didn't have a right to vote. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have a right to do shit. Mm. So they started feminist. Mm. And I don't know where the black feminist came from. Yeah, that's the thing. Dig what I'm saying? And just like you saying, that's why when you was saying in the beginning about, you know, how it stemmed from that, I'm like, wow, all this kind of makes sense. Because when I looked up um, the feminist um, movement, it started because they wasn't getting, they couldn't, they didn't want them to work and they didn't have a right to, to vote. To vote. Me, but if you look at it, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Now let's go back. When they were trying to vote, the white feminists, they were the early ones like Elizabeth Canton, Susan B. Anthony, those early first white feminists, mm-hmm. they were racist as shit mm-hmm. because their whole platform was like, how do you let these nigger men vote? Exactly. And not us. And, not us. and they were running on that they, platform. They, I was about to get there, yeah. so just go ahead. Yeah, yeah, they were running on that platform. These niggas are inferior. They're dumb. Black, black people are stupid. So why would you let them vote? That was their whole platform. They were behind a lot of these brothers getting lynched too, because they were the ones going out there talking about, well, these brothers are trying to rape us. Exactly. So give us some money so we can fight them. And that's why a lot of brothers were getting lynched. Then they would try to pretend that they wanted to join up with black women, but they wanted to marginalize sisters and sisters weren't going for that shit. That's why there was no real black feminists back then. They try to lie and say people like, um, what's the sister? Um, 
what's the, I can't, the sister's a black woman. I can't think of her name. She's a very powerful sister. I cannot think of her name right now, but a lot of the black women, they tried to get to join with them. They tried to make them march in the back and the sisters weren't with that. But in the sixties during the civil rights movement, the white feminists came back and told black women's like, Hey, forget that civil rights thing. Your problem is sexism. So you need to join with us get our numbers strong. So a lot of black women in the sixties and seventies started to join with the white feminists and March for quote unquote women's rights. Mm. When white women got those rights, they told black women to kick rocks <laughs> yeah. get the fuck on somewhere. And then in the seventies, white women started that rape shit again. They start talking about, well, there's a lot of black men because there's desegregation now. So black people are living next door to us and the men look like they want to rape us. So we need money from the government. We need donations to help us not be raped by these black men. So it's always that black male sexual predator thing that those white feminists have used during the OJ trial. A lot of feminist groups made a lot of money during that OJ thing because they were telling white women, look, look at OJ. You get with a black man. He's going to do that to you. So give us some money. You dig? Same thing with this whole street harassment thing. They've always used black male predator sexuality, that myth, to make a, a buck for themselves and pass laws. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Motherfuckers, we catch you niggas slipping this on. <laughs> nah, it's sad because, you know, I really looked it up and I was like, yo, man, this shit is like, you know, that's why when you're saying that they, they have the same ideas as white supremacists, it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Because it's like that's where it comes from. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come from it doesn't come from women not getting rights. It was never women not getting rights. It was it was just white women. They, yeah. Black people completely wasn't getting they gave but one thing I said um, a, a very powerful figure told me one day, he was like, Yo, he said, Yo, Hillary ain't gonna get in office because he said America is very afraid of women. Mm-hmm. He said they more afraid of women than black people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Words. Somebody told me that. And it made sense when I really thought about it. Cause then I, when I, once I looked up feminism, I said, wow, they gave black men right to vote before they gave white women mm-hmm. a, vi- a, a right to vote. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that's, it, it kind of made sense to me at that point. And I was like, wow, Hillary, probably will not win this motherfucking election because they ain't having it. Yeah. They like, yeah. we ain't gonna have no chick running this shit. She mm. go over there. Like if she get emotional and stop going on code, you know, fucking or the she white might, supremacist code. Or she might give one of these motherfuckers from Iran some pussy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Bitch, go over there and fuck Kim Jong. Might give Vladimir a, a hand job. Yeah, fuck up the economy. Horny ass. You know what I mean? Nah, don't put that on the women. But um, <laughs> but um, shout out to Bernie Sanders, man. You be all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bernie out there, mad as a motherfucker. Bernie, you knew you wasn't gonna win, though, Bernie. You knew motherfuckers <laughs> was fucking with you like that. You had to get your money. Your motherfuckers was definitely not trying to give you no money. Hell no. Not no rich motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like what, Bernie? Fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. You march next to Martin Luther the King. Fuck out of here. <laughs> he was pushing that. Martin Luther the King. I know. I know. Uh, That's why I wasn't voting for him. Just because I was like, fuck out of here. Nobody give a fuck about that shit. Yeah, they love bringing out that civil rights shit like like they really did something. You know, I always tell people back in the 60s, man, a lot of black folks were not fucking with Dr. King, man. Don't let black folks fool you now. They'll sit up there. I was with Dr. King. They hated Dr. King in the 60s. Mm-hmm. You know, a sister stabbed Dr. King. They don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't like Malcolm X. They didn't let Dr. King preach at a lot of these churches. You know, when motherfuckers dead, then everybody pop out like, oh, he was my best friend. I loved him. 
So we got to start really protecting the people who stand up for us and stop being on that scared hater shit. How do you feel about religion, Christianity? Yeah. All of it is dominated by white supremacy, unfortunately. You know, religion is another part of people activity. All people activity has been dominated by white supremacy. Christianity is dominated by white supremacy. Black people want to believe in a white Jesus, you know, (laughs) excuse me. And we're told by white Jesus to forgive anytime white people do us wrong. We don't forgive each other. You know, if a a nigga step on your shoe, we'll bust his fucking head open with a pistol. But if a white person shoots your family, your ass is on CNN talking about how much you forgive Dylan Roof. I forgive Michael Slager. You know, we only forgive white people. Yeah. yeah you did? You notice that? No, I, I de- I've yeah. definitely noticed yeah. that. Yeah. I've definitely. One day I was, um, we was about to shoot a video for um my artist Casanova and we was at some place and this white guy came out and he was like the most aggressive white dude that I ever met. Mm. Real fearless, stood tall. And was like, I got an aura from him that he felt like, you know, we didn't exist. Like, mm. it was like, he came out and he was like, hey, get the fuck off my property. And he had this, like, cockiness about he him. He was strapped. That's number one. He was strapped. Maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? And everybody was like, hey, it's not like that. Like, trying to talk to him. And I was mm. like. And I wowed that on everybody, him, them, everybody. Because I was like, if that was a nigga that came out and did that shit, he might have not got two more steps. Mm. But because this was a white dude, everybody decided the reason and wanted to speak to him. I've never seen you niggas this reasonable in my life. Exactly. Where did all this reasoning come from? Mm. And I just had to take he didn't let them understand. I had to disrespect the dude and let him know, I don't give a fuck about you. Mm. You you are nothing to me. The same way I'm nothing to you, the way you came out that way, you are nothing to me. Mm-hmm. And I had, to, I had to let them know, like, you supposed to don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't bow down. Don't bow down. You understand? Because that's what just happened. Mm-hmm. Y'all dudes not doing that to nobody. Exactly. Motherfucker bump you a half a bump, he might die fucking with some of you niggas. You know what I mean? So Especially for, when also when it comes to supporting other black businesses, too. Because when yeah. it comes to dealing with black business people, black folks get on some shit like, hey, man, give me some shit for free because I'm black. Like, I can't do that. Oh, man, you ain't keeping it real, dude. It's that type yeah, of thing. Help a brother out. When You know, I do movies. People be hitting me up like, man, you ain't going to let us bootleg your shit? I'm like, no, I need, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make a profit. Oh, man, it's all about the community, nigga. Why the fuck you won't let us bootleg it? It's that type of shit. Mm-hmm. But you go into a Korean store, they're talking to you behind a bulletproof glass with a gun under the table waiting on you to steal a bag of fucking Cheetos, and you mm-hmm. give them the utmost respect. Yeah. See, we got that thing where we worship other groups, and we check each other. Yeah. I heard one person, he was like, oh, y'all doing that in front of these white people. I said, fuck these white people. <laughs> fuck you talking about pussy, nigga. What you mean? You going to do the shit around me and feel comfortable? You ain't going to feel comfortable around them, you bitch, nigga? Exactly. I tax stone is him everywhere mm-hmm. I go. And that's yeah. why white people like me. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers be like, why all these white people fuck with you? Because I'm being me, pussy. Mm-hmm. You out there trying to tippy-toe, trying to act like you like shit that they like. I'm telling them niggas, what the fuck is that, white person? I don't like that shit. And black folks don't understand that, man. When black people are themselves all the time, white people will respect you. 
They talk shit about me. Because they time. know your they, punk ass is tippy toeing, yeah. trying to act like you fucking was um was a fan of Doctor Feeney mm-hmm. and motherfucking um 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 Boy Meets World. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? The thing is this, motherfucker. You for real because I, I see this sometimes too. Black dudes get around white dudes. Motherfuckers start bringing around white bands and shit. Yeah, because you know I I loved um I loved um David Bowie with shut the fuck up <laughs> like no fucking David Bowie nigga. We we talking about Coolio first album right now nigga. Do you know about Coolio? All right, then shut the fuck up and stay your white ass in the corner. You know what I mean? Like this is what I be trying to explain to niggas. Stop being black. Stop trying to. I, this is why I get tired of them little groups. One time, like, the, um, the girl, yes, Jules, she, like, promotes music and stuff like that. So yeah. she had something to say about black women one time. Yeah. She was like, I walk out with the light-skinned black man and black women are jealous. And then, you know, I, I, I sat back and watched because I do this a lot. I watched. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I seen all the little tastemakers from hip-hop. None of them was saying nothing. You know why they wasn't saying nothing? She's a white woman with a fat ass. Yeah, exactly. And that's our weakness. I like white women with fat asses. Mm-hmm. Fuck, fuck you niggas talk about. You know, I love that shit. So I seen the shit. So I attacked her. I said, bitch, what the fuck is you talking about, bitch? You know what I mean? And I made sure it was bitch every other word because I just need to make it clear to bitch, bitch. We don't play like that, bitch. So when I went in, you know, everybody was sitting there like, oh, my God, tax is a hero and all this bullshit. It's like, I no fucking hero, pussy. I'm just not pussy. Like, yo. Right. So then after that, you know, I, I spoke to her. We was cool. Mm-hmm. It was cool. She got G checked. She respected it. She yeah. apologized. That was it. Mm-hmm. So people seeing me being cool, are they like, you fucking coon. Now you want to hang around. Yes, Jules and this, that, and that. I'm like, are you niggas serious? Mm. Are you niggas serious? Because you could never be me. Mm. You can't be me. You can't be me. The other day I did, uh, uh, we just did top, top five rap groups. With the locks in the barbershop in the Bronx. And we was talking about all these hip hop groups and it was a white dude. I joke on white people all the time. Yeah. This is, this is one of my hobbies. <laughs> so I'm joking on white people. So he get mad. He's like, y'all don't fucking play like that, bro. Get all red and shit. So I'm like, well, don't nobody care how you play. You know what I mean? Nobody yeah. give a fuck. Why did you say that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's mad. And he's like, oh, right. so I got up. I was like, my nigga, come here. Like, ain't nothing. I gave him a hug. He was like, yo, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Sometimes, you know. You know, I don't got no beef with the dude. He it actually DM'd me two days ago and was mm-hmm. like, yo, bro, I apologize. I'm like, my nigga, it's nothing. I joke on white people. I expect you to get mad at some point. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But the moral of the story is, is that a lot of you people are activists and you are people who talk up only on Twitter. And... Me personally, I wish all the white people find y'all tweets and send them to y'all job. Mm, mm. Because I know you at your job tiptoeing. Exactly. Being a fucking house nigga at your job and acting like you motherfucking Sojourner Truth <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> and you should stop it. That's called Twitter thugging too. Exactly. I don't give a fuck. I don't want your Twitter help to mm. talk about white people with me. Because you don't do that everywhere. You're doing it on Twitter. Mm. You're being very cautious at your job because you know that they're going to fire your black ass. You understand? Exactly. I work for white people too. I don't know what the fuck you thought 
bitch nigga. This is what I'm trying to tell you. There's a difference. I'm speaking my mind and you ain't. Yeah. Don't ever come at me talking about you being a coon or no shit like that. I could never be a coon. I'm the blackest nigga in the room. You know why? I'm black and I'm a predicate felon. I'm exactly what they designed us to be. You understand what I'm saying? You can never call me that. I'm the nigga that's going to show up. No, and I can't get the job. No, I can't. I can't get it. I can't get the job. So don't you ever tell me you privileged ass three degrees ass nigga this at your job tiptoeing around being kind to white people all day exactly. and come on here and call me a coon mm-hmm. you know what i mean you're not me my nigga you're not me exactly. believe me because i could lose everything tomorrow they could all say yo tax is over for you bitch nigga you understand what i'm saying we're sick of you you went too far with the joke today and i know that day could come and i don't give a fuck you yeah. know why because i'm also a product of the environment they created Tax stone knows how to sell coke. Mm. Guess what? Mm. I'm gonna go sell coke in a white neighborhood, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nigga. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm going That's right to the trailer park. <laughs> going right to the trailer park. Them, them fucking KKK videos. I was watching one shit on YouTube the other day. I was crying. I said, "This nigga high as shit, my nigga." I would have sold him that shit. He went and made a video right after with a fucking Confederate flag behind him. Yo, cause yo, as a kid, you know, this is another thing that I'm very sad about with myself. You know, and maybe it's because how I was taught. You know, you hear KKK, shit like that. You scared as a yeah. kid. Yeah. The ideology that you get from that, they came, they hunted black people. And then I look at this shit as an adult and I'm like, these are crackheads. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking fiends, my nigga. Fiends. Drug addict fiends are on video talking about because the white man and black supremacy, these are who you are scared of. Yeah. How dare you, nigga? How dare you, thuggish, ruggish bone? You supposed to be a fucking thug. You out here robbing people, robbing notorious drug dealers, running in spots, doing all types of things. But you scared of a 65-pound white person from the middle of fucking America that fucking eats pork and beans and Vienna sausages for a living (laughs) and smoke crack and do meth? They got a Confederate flag. That's who you scared of? Man, those Klan members came out to L.A like earlier last year mm-hmm. shout out to LA too man I ain't never get to shout y'all niggas out on, on y'all efforts and when it come to you know police brutality yeah. and just banding together I always respected LA for that shout yeah, out to man. LA for the that plan came out there they tried to go to Anaheim like right outside LA them LA brothers beat the shit out the fucking as plan, they was supposed to yes indeed fucking yeah. they are crackheads <laughs> yeah. these dudes just crackheads now don't get it twisted they not just crackheads mm-hmm. some of them is judges yeah yeah and they friends is crackheads yeah. what i'm saying is that <laughs> what i'm saying is that you know um you know we got to get our organization strong we got to get our people in position you know so we could have crackheads with strength too yeah you know we yeah. got some some brothers this this on crack that got knowledge too and is willing to fight for the cause oh, yeah. that's why we can't you know a lot of times people look at certain things like this is another thing it's a um it's a dude called A Town on Instagram. Yeah, the dude from the little. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of slow. Yeah, I don't know what wrong, he is. Yeah. He got autism or something. Yeah. But everybody laughs at him, and I and I, the, one of the most common comments that I see with him is these white people looking at us like I'm like, do you know how white people look at us? 
Do you know? Mm. You talking about these white people looking at us foul because of A-Town? Nigga, we been foul in their eyes, you bitch nigga. Mm -hmm. Y'all still trying to get accepted. This goes for the black women that think they cool because Stacey Dash was in Clueless. You know what I mean? And you want to be a fashionista and you think you accepted into the fashion world because you went to school and you talk a certain way. You know what I mean? And you wear your clothes a certain way. Listen, bitch. Yo. Yo, they look at you like A Town. They look at I try to. They look yeah, at they, you they, like A Town, nigga. All of us are A Town. We A Town. That's so, why. <laughs> let, let me build on that with Cosby. Remember, mm -hmm. Cosby was out here. All you black people need to pull your pants up. He was yeah, on that tip for a long time. Yeah, man. He was on Sad. that. And they flipped on Bill. Man treated him just like everybody else. Now Bill is looking at us like, "Hey, can you help?" No, nigga. No, no. 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 Stay on that stay, side, stay man. Right there. Stay right there, man. You got yeah. the wake up call. All of us that looked at us the same, man. Yeah. We got to get off that bullshit. The thing is that you know a lot of us don't understand how we got here, and they don't yeah. understand. You know, a lot of people think we free, and that's that's one of the the worst things. You know what I mean? That's going on with us is that niggas think we free and exactly. we not. We are not. We free got women that's so highly educated. They can't get positions out there mm -hmm. right now because they black women, not because they black, but because they right. black mm -hmm. and they black women. Mm -hmm. They do got a double, you know what I mean? Yeah. On them. It's just so many different things. And it's like, yo, y'all people not understand. And it's not because of that. Down to black businesses, which I wanted to talk about. I told somebody, I said, yo, stop buying pizza from the pizza shop. Mm. You know what I mean? He was like, oh, what is the fuck is that going to do? What you mean? They get you a black pizza shop, nigga. Mm -hmm. You stop buying from that pizza shop for two months. They're going to look for new new locations mm -hmm. to leave. Now, your punk ass learn everything else on YouTube, right? Learn how to make some pizza on YouTube and open the fucking pizza shop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Put black businesses back into your neighborhood. Absolutely. You understand? We, we can't win. We can't, we can't win a war because we can't supply ourselves. We have no farmers. We have no arms. See, I watch, I've been watching a lot of KKK videos the last couple of months just to understand white supremacy and what it means yeah. and just seeing certain things. And I seen one video and it was like, wow, yo, this shit is so crazy. The KKK dude was like, yo. These black fuckers are out here taking our jobs. Mm -hmm. And he started naming mad shit and it made so much sense. I said, everything he said made sense. Mm -hmm. I might not agree with his perspective, but it made sense because they did not design this country for us to be such a prosperous group so fast. Exactly. We've succumbed. We've come so far, so faster than they thought we would mm -hmm. that they sitting there and they have to keep recreating laws and certain things to keep us back into that fold of slavery. Yeah. Yeah. You understand? Because they like, these niggas rose too fast. Yeah. So when you see a KKK video and they on there talking about, the niggas are taking our jobs. We actually are. Yeah. We, mm. we fucking, that job wasn't for us. Mm. It wasn't. We and, started rising. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and despite everything they've done, mm -hmm. we still overcome it and we flip it and do something with it. Just like and, out here and in smile. New York. And smile. Just and like smile. out here in New York. They, they sabotaged black people out here in New York in the 60s and 70s. They built that freeway in the Bronx. That created the ghettos. That wiped out all the black businesses in the Bronx. Mm. The Bronx looked like a goddamn war zone. Yeah. And from that, brothers like, fuck it. 
plug up that speaker on the damn pole. We're going to have a goddamn block party, nigga. Yeah. And created a damn industry and out created of fucking, fucking hip hop. Yeah. Created out of nothing. They were like, goddamn, these niggas. These niggas did it again. <laughs> did it a fucking I told game. you, they breeded us and then they made Shaq and Serena. Yeah. And they was like, fuck. <laughs> what the fuck do we do? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. We didn't know this shit was going to happen. <laughs> Fucking Shaquille O'Neal. What the fuck is this? We didn't know this bitch was going to come here and do this shit and dominate the whole sport. You did. Niggas created Serena Williams, yeah. nigga. Yeah. Venus Williams. They cre- You understand what I'm saying? So we definitely got something to be proud about. But what we got to understand is that we got to celebrate each other more yeah. and we got to buy back our neighborhoods. Yes. And I've been yeah. talking to I've been talking to a brother that's about to run for office in my in my area, East New York, Brooklyn. And he just said a lot of things that, that just made sense. They actually give scholarships out right now to kids and he's like yo the reason we giving these scholarships out to these kids is this coming from our neighborhood is because you know it's such a it's such a um fly thing to move out of your neighborhood like you moved out you moved up he said nigga you supposed to move back mm. And when he said the shit, it made so much sense. And I was like, wow. He's like, yeah. He said, when these, when these guys leave Brighton Beach or this, that, and the third, they go to school, they go wherever they come and they come right back home mm. to where they from and rebuild. And they put, they build the schools up. They, um, they make new companies, new businesses. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it made perfect sense. And I was like, damn, I was actually lost on that part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I always was under the idea, like, nigga, I'm getting out the hood. Mm. You know I mean, instead of I'm coming back to the hood to build my hood up. Yeah, because you got to have an economic base to build everything around. That's the most important thing. Schools are built around businesses. Homes are built around businesses. Mm. The the judicial system is built around businesses. When I went down there to Ferguson with all the riots, the cops were letting the black folks do whatever down the street where the shit was already burning. But all the prosperous businesses, they were guarding them shits. Mm. They had tanks and all that guarding all the Walmarts and the the Targets and all that. So they were taking care of the businesses because that's where they get their salary. So we have to start thinking about creating an economic base. That's like that's why when I do the documentary films, man, that's why I wanted to do completely 100 percent independent films. When I got into the, the Hidden Color series back in 2010, that's when I did the first one at the time. I had about three networks trying to give me a television show to do relationships because I've always made a lot of money doing relationship books because that's universal. I got a universal audience for that. But I saw black people. Our story was not being told. So I had a choice. I'm like, I can do these television shows. It's cooler paper. But what about my community? I don't want to be the token nigga on a fucking TV show. That don't mean shit because I don't I don't have to be the nigga in the room with a bunch of white people grinning and skinning that shit. Niggas get off on that. I don't. So I said, let me. Let me focus on doing a documentary that has never been done before about black history. It's going to be controversial because you're going to criticize white supremacy. And I did Hidden Colors. I didn't know how that shit was going to do because it hadn't been done before. I remember being in the theater. I'm like with a hat on like this. Like if this shit is whack, I'm going to slither out this bitch, you know. But the shit took off, man. The Hidden Colors series became the most successful black history documentary series ever. And I'm keeping that shit in-house. It's 100% independent. And we got to start thinking about owning our product and what we do because that's how you get your Because we don't own no industries. We don't own shit. We don't own no motherfucking industries. Nothing. We don't own nothing. Nothing, Mm. nigga. Nothing. We don't own no motherfucking coal. We don't own no motherfucking. Yo, man. And shout out to all the meth heads, man. (laughs) Down there in um, West Virginia out there in the Mm. coal mine. 
Yeah. That was some good people. Shout out to Dave. <laughs> Shout out to, um, damn, what's, what's the dude's name, man? It was a good dude. It's a little thief nigga, though, but yeah. <laughs> it was good. But shout out to shout out to all um the white dudes that ain't. Cause, yo, I'm sitting back, man, and I be thinking about. I sold crack in so many neighborhoods, right? Um, yeah. in different states and shit like that. Mostly white neighborhoods, you know mm. what I mean? Thankfully, because you know what I mean. I was. I did. I've sold crack in my neighborhood also, but thankfully I've sold so many in white neighborhoods because I, I want to give it back to y'all too. Um, <laughs> and. I think back and I'm like, holy shit, I was literally selling drugs to the KKK and fucking and and and, and Nazis and shit mm. like seriously. But I didn't realize it because I wasn't mm. too educated on what was going on. I'm thinking back. I'm thinking about tattoos, yeah. like different shit. And I'm like, holy shit. One of my favorite fiends, like I used to hang out with, was like a Nazi. Mm. He had racist shit on him and I never even realized it, but he was on drugs you know what I mean? So I controlled them. In the street game, man, the the name of the game is learn how to hustle whatever you're hustling to a white demographic. Yeah. Even with pimping. Mm-hmm. Like the pimps I it's knew. It's true. You well, you know you get a white get. trick if yeah. you get a white hoe. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you in there. Because all mm-hmm. the, I know some pimps from the Bay who had nothing but white hoes. You did. Shout out to them niggas. Yeah. You know, making a grip. They still rich, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of pimps, they would tell their hoes, look, don't even go to a black trick. You did? Because we're trying to get all the money. Yeah. And, you know, you got to know how to, they would teach them how to act around a white trick. Because you get a hood chick who ain't used to nothing but hood niggas. Mm-hmm. She going to a, a thing with a trick, a white dude acting like a hood broad. She's going to get like some flat back 50, 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. A real dude would teach her how to spit, how to hustle, how to maneuver, how to smile, how to act, how to, how to really get all her paper. Mm-hmm. So all that shit is an art form when you're trying to hustle in anything especially on the streets and you got to understand your demographic and you got to understand the black audience too. See, we underestimate the black audience. Black, there's a lot of money with black people. We got a lot of money. Shit. If we, the head consumers, the head goddamn consumers, man, we make all these shoe companies, rich, the rim companies, rich, the hair care companies, rich. So we got to start making, it something culturally acceptable again to support our own because we've been taught that something black is an inferior product. This is what the fuck I told these motherfuckers. I said, yo, we was in school joking on each other about wearing FUBU. Mm. Mm. That's to show you right there that something was going on. That this, well, you know, maybe then we wouldn't have knew we was kids, but as adults and people that what might have been kids or in junior high school or high school when FUBU came out might have worked because of hip hop immediately. But what what, what what would go on was that um, Polo would drop something on Tommy Hilfiger and FUBU was looked down upon. It was a joke where it was like, yo, you got on a FUBU, what's the name? Or you got on a FUBU and it's like that shit was supposed to be celebrated. Yeah. Like if yeah. I knew what I knew now, I would have never stopped wearing FUBU. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like now I'm like, this is the time for the rappers in this social media age where people are actually getting more educated on things and learning more about themselves. where rappers are actually supposed to be making these clothing lines. Yeah. Cause we actually can make you richer than before. Like I always bring up this future line. To, um, I just fucked your bitches some Gucci flip flops. I'm like, yo future could have said any flip flops. Mm-hmm. If he would have said Zach flip flops and I don't know, I'm just saying a name that could have been his little cousin. Yeah. 
we'd have went and got them. Yeah, exactly. Just because I just fucked some bitch and some Zach flip flop. We'd have got them Zach flip flops. Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying is that he promoted, you know what I mean, um, a European company for free. Yeah. Yeah. For free. When yeah. you could have, when you could have yelled out, you know, whoever, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. for instance, I hear rappers yell out all these fucking companies, these, these white owned companies. And the reason I use rappers is because yes, rappers are a huge part of, um, black culture yeah. right now and what's going on and getting messages out and things of that nature. You know yeah. what I mean? And I said this the other day, cause Tommy Loren tweeted some shit about, Oh, I will looking blacks always looking up to entertainers and stuff such as i was like well nigga y'all killed all the leaders mm -hmm. and then y'all hired um al sharpton and cnn mm -hmm. but um so <laughs> dude i'm saying like um you know the thing is is that we have to support each other we have to, we there's, to. there's a lot of black businesses that just start off and you know what people say the quality was poor. Mm. This was poor. What the fuck do you expect? Of course the quality is poor compared to this motherfucker who grandfather been doing it for 150 years. And this nigga just starting off two years ago. We gotta them say same niggas will go down to the Korean store with a, a, a dirty ass screen door falling off with an <laughs> F rating with grease all on the floor every single day and buy food, clothes and everything from the Koreans and be totally fine with the fucked up service and the fucked up quality. But a black person, we get judged by every little inch that we have. Damn so sure. We, we got to get off that. What exactly is the lens of Western media? The lens of Western media is basically how the white supremacists portray us. And I talk about that in this new Haitian documentary we're putting together. Have you, you seen the trailer? No. Yeah, the trailer is hot, man. Go to 1804movie.com. Is it about the Haitians gaining independence? Yeah, yeah. We're talking about the Haitian Revolution, man, and that's something that's never been really, really talked about. They rode. They, they were they rode. fucking riders, man. But France still got their foot on their neck, yeah. correct? Yeah, they, the U.S. really. Mm. Yeah, it's really the Which U.S. Which is the same, same shit. Thing, same shit, and we got to go into that. But we need to understand how African people stood up and rose up against powerful western forces like that and that's what we're breaking down in this documentary we got an indiegogo page we got like damn near forty thousand in 24 hours almost word that's yeah. dope yeah so we're doing good on that and that's going to come out this fall that's why i'm out here in new york send me the link to it i'll post it yo no doubt no doubt yeah. I, I tweet that to you i'm all for black everything you know what i mean black everything you know what i mean any any white woman out there that like black dick or email me. Um, I just want to give back. I just want to give you're, back. You're doing it for the hood. I'm doing it for the culture, man. I'm doing it for Nat Turner. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shout out to Nat Turner. I'm doing it for Wesley Pipes. You know what I mean? Um, we just want to give back. You know, I'm doing it for Tukey Williams. Mm. I'm doing it for Raymond Washington. Yeah. I'm doing it for Tupac Amaru Shakur. You know what I mean? I'm doing it for Asada Shakur. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm doing it for Feeney Shakur. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I'm doing it for us. It's nothing personal. You know what I mean? So if you see me drop dick off, you know what I mean? <laughs> drop dick off in Tallahassee somewhere. Some shit. <laughs> please. Not Tallahassee. Please, man. Don't look at me. Is that where the high concentration of white women 
are in, in Tallahassee. Yeah, they eat. They got they eat alligator <laughs> and got little chubby butts <laughs> down there. Little retarded bitches with um they 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 pops as neo Nazis and practice. Yo, I know, man. I cannot imagine. Yo, this is why I love hip hop so much. As much as like I always I start separate. I be like I fucking hate these niggas, right? The reason why I always go back to hip hop is because hip hop is bridging gaps mm. and to see kids who grandfathers might be racist and to watch their kids worship you know what i mean soldier boy yeah aka king draco this is why i call king draco king draco <laughs> see and i'm gonna explain that now because see a lot of people they like yo you be going on sort of nigga i be in soldier boy mentions and i'm looking at the kids sitting there like yeah king draco and i'm like look at this little fucking cracker from fucking kentucky holy <laughs> buying shit. into all that bullshit holy shit i know his father is heated mm. so i just gotta love it mm. just off of that because you know as the years go on as the generations go on the the, the it's a lot of white kids right now these young white kids they don't know nothing about this shit mm. so when they hear me talking the way i'm talking they are highly offended mm. and the reason they highly offended is because they don't hold them same values yeah you understand now that you all right you got the electric i don't number? know uh oh yeah i think i don't know if we die we die <laughs> to, uh, let the nigga know we need a napkin or some shit do you think that um that fight that they doing do you think that's going to go go down Shit, Kelly Price put up some shit talking about she's singing at this shit. <laughs> it gotta go down. <laughs> hey, Kelly Price, they hit Kelly Price, it's going down. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, me personally, um, I don't want it to go down. Why not? Um, I think it's, I, th I think it's not good for the culture because, you know, I feel like it's, I'm, I feel, I always, me per I always felt like people should fight, but then I had to think about it and I was like, yo, man, it's not good. Mm. The reason is is because is that what's gonna happen now? <gasps> Every time artists get into something, they're gonna set up these they're gonna set up these um these boxing matches where, you know, people are gonna wanna fight. Let's say like a Kendrick Lamar decides to come at somebody in a rap. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't really take Kendrick for a fighter. I'm not saying he won't fight. He right. looked like he a little strong nigga to me. Mm -hmm. I seen him perform. But um what I'm saying is that what if it's some super gooned out rapper that might be some fighter, savage beast. Right. And he don't want to battle Kendrick because Kendrick says some super slick shit to him that he can't comprehend or he can't come back verbally against. You know what I mean? Should it be okay for him to be like, well, I want to go in the ring with Kendrick for saying that? Mm. Nah, I think your bitch ass should be able to rap back. You know what I mean? <laughs> Seriously. You know, if you go, cause if, if that's the case, then man, revive all the gangsters, all these lyrical niggas killed. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? Cause mm. shit, it's a whole bunch of nice I niggas wanna, that smoke some niggas boots. I want to see that go down. You know? Kelly Price. I don't want to see I it go it. down because Chris Brown's going to fuck that nigga up. I know up. this. That's why I want to see He's going to beat shit out that yeah, nigga. Front I keep telling niggas, like, <laughs> I don't even got to think about it. Chris Brown is going to beat the shit out of Soldier Boy, son. Man, that I'm, nigga performs for an hour. Yeah. Numerous backflips yeah. randomly. <laughs> he do front flips standing in the same place. <laughs> You're not beating that nigga. 
<laughs> and my man, my man in L.A. told me he was in the county with him. I was out there with him. That nigga said, man, Chris Brown's a gangbanger. Mm. I was like, huh? He said, man, Chris is gangbanger, nigga. <laughs> I, he, I was in the county with that nigga. That nigga fucked up everybody. I was like, word? He was like, yeah, everybody he fought, he fucked them up. Damn. I was like, I was like, well, there you go. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> what you gonna say to the nigga? Nigga's an R&B singer claiming blood in prison. You know what I mean? <laughs> How much, what else you want yeah, from the nigga? You better fight in the county. Get them niggas off your ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else you want, man? You ain't got too many niggas. And I'm, in LA is, the, the demographic is different in prison, right? Like it's yeah. more Crips. Yeah. Than Bloods. Out there. See, in New blood. York yeah. it's different. In okay. New York it's a whole bunch of Bloods in jail. Yeah. And it's not that many Crips. So if mm-hmm. a Crip go to jail, you like, you already know, like, oh, Man, he done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Blood's got to be real ruthless in L.A., man. Blood's put in fucking work out there, man. That's why you got, like, Shug and all these cats. Yeah, they had to. Had to be on that shit. Yeah, had to. They got so much against them. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to tell you. Chris Brown's a new Shug. Should marry you. Should marry (laughs) (laughs) you. Nah, man. Uh, man, let me get. I gotta get shout out, out to all the R and B thugs, man. Yes, Thank you to Tyreek Nashi, man. man, for everything, man. Let's shout out everything you got going on right now. Let the people know what's going on. The Haitian documentary. Yeah, let them man. know. The Haitian movie, man. We got a documentary called 1804: The Hidden History of Haiti. We got the Indiegogo page, family. Go to 1804movie.com. Contribute to it and get all the Hidden Colors films too at hiddencoloursfilm.com. Mm-hmm. You dig? You um. I heard you say something about you doing personal training, man. We got to get in the gym, do some some old school workouts, man. Yeah. You, you in good fucking shape, man. You look like a boxer, dude. Yeah, you, you, you box? Know, I don't like to, you know, I don't really be liking to show my, my, you know, I always was an in shape person. What happened was that in the last couple of years that I was so busy doing things that I wasn't used to doing, like yeah. this shit. Like I wasn't used to doing work and positive shit and I was used to just being in the street. So I would always work out, but like when I started relapse and it started like getting chubby and shit so i just got back in shape you know what i mean that's something i do yeah. i know how to work out like i've done nigga it was times and niggas thought i was on steroids you know mm-hmm. what i mean mm-hmm. but but yeah i'm i'm definitely going in i'm definitely doing personal training for any nigga baby moms out there <laughs> um, you know they just you know she just looking for somebody that understands her <laughs> 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 no, but yeah, I'm, I'm getting it in. I'm coming to LA in a, in a week too. I'm, I'm be running out there. You know, everybody got fake run on Running Canyon. Yeah, like, you know, I was at Running Canyon. Everybody be up there out. flossing and shit, fake healthy. Yeah, yeah. trying to have on their best workout doing selfies outfits and shit, running yeah, with the camera. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Put that fucking camera and work your ass out, nigga. This why your niggas out here fucking dying off eating checkers fries and shit, <laughs> eating checkers loaded fries, nigga. You niggas better do some motherfucking sit ups to get prepared for battle out here. Cause I'm gonna tell you, son, these Mexican bitches are strong. You fuck a fuck a Mexican bitch and her ass a little flat, but when she bend over, it's a little flat because the ass bone poking out and it's hitting your pelvis and you ain't got enough muscle right there to bounce that fucking ass bone back off, my nigga. You're gonna be injured. You so did. I say that to say this, man. Thank you, Tyreek Nasheed, for Watch coming out. through, man. Make sure y'all check out Colors. But, l- 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 hidden, l- hidden Colors. Hidden Colors. Hidden Colors. Not IT. Colors. You, you go IT back at the 89 <laughs> or some shit when that shit dropped. But, um, shout out to Ice-T, too. I don't got no beef with him. Get Ice-T on the show, man. Yeah, Ice-T I think Ice. I got beef with I him or some shit, phone. man. Tell Ice-T I'm sorry. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, you know, what I you said, say, what'd you say that? I said Ice-T wasn't a legendary rapper. Mm. 
Mm. I never thought mm. Ice-T could rap. And I have to tell him that to his face. It was like, I, I think he heard it somewhere else and he felt like I set it behind his back because I'd be seeing him up here. I was like, nigga, I was like, fuck I don't say nothing to public. If I say it in the public, is it behind your back? You know what I mean? But I want to say, I don't got no beef with Ice-T. I think Ice-T is a legendary figure in hip-hop. Right, right, I right. think he was a part of Definitely. legendary shit and movements. I think he is a legend for the fact that he's transcended in the acting for so many years and still thriving, you know what I mean? So I feel like he might have took it offensively and wrong when I said, like, he wasn't a legendary rapper because he said something about Soldier Boy. And I was like, nigga, your raps is Soldier Boy raps, man. I never thought your shit was good like that. Niggas on the West was wild and you over here try to act like you was, you wasn't with that smoke, Ice. Like, you know, shout out to Ice Tito, man. Um, no Tax season, Tariq Nasheed. Thank you, my, my man. This episode of Tax Season was produced by Jonathan Mena, executive produced by Chris Morrow, and filmed by Dinnerland. This is an official Loudspeaker Network production.